As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. On this, the 14th day of August 2023, coming to you from Bedford County, Virginia. <clears throat> Excuse me. If um, have you been, some of you have been following along with the situation with the hosted cruises, I still have not got the final approved uh, numbers for what I hope to be a January hosted cruise. Uh, they were, they've been supposed to give me those numbers now for over a month. Uh, so at any rate, we have had no announcement on that yet. Uh, Pete tells me that we should have it by tomorrow for the show. Wednesday, you know, I'm, I'm just getting I've wanted to have this up and promoted for a month now. So anyway, we'll see. Uh, one announcement to make, or it's a general announcement. Uh, everybody knows that uh, I leave next weekend for a couple of Alaska cruises and some time in Anchorage. I have no idea how that's going to affect the schedule for the show. I am hoping that the show runs on normal time for you guys, which would be, you know, 11 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, I realize that that's going to be, you know, a ridiculously early amount of time for me in Alaska. So we'll play that to a certain degree, uh, play it by ear and see what happens. But I'm hoping to have the show at 11 o'clock. Uh, it might be parts of it are pre-taped. I don't know. We'll, we'll play it by, by ear and see. <clears throat> There'll be some, some type of show while I'm in Alaska because there's going to be a lot of things um, 
going on up there that we want, of course, have on the show. All right, the headlines today, man, overboard in Hawaii. We have one hurricane and one tropical storm in the Pacific Basin. The death toll reaches 96 in the Maui wildfires. Portuguese Navy evacuates a passenger. Carnival Vista propulsion issues again. And lots more here at 11 o'clock this morning. Today, folks, is National Creamsicle Day. I haven't had a creamsicle in years. I don't dislike them. I would certainly uh, wouldn't mind going out and finding one today. I haven't seen one for a long time, but then I don't really shop for popsicle stuff. But anyway, today's National Creamsicle Day, so if you can get them, I have one. That's pretty simple. If you're listening via the podcast, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net or wherever you get your podcasts from. All the big hitters, just search for travel and cruise industry news, and up pops the fat travel guy. Uh, if you are listening via the podcast, and ever want to jump over to the video feed to check out any clips or pictures or interviews that I might have in that day's show, there's always a link in the description of the podcast so you can access the video feed. Just click on it, jump over, and you can always click back to uh, the podcast. Now, when you're done, perfectly all right. All right, today's top story, folks. It's a little bit on the strange side. Hawaii Island Police have launched a missing person investigation after a 59-year-old man fell overboard while on a cruise ship at sea this weekend. The missing man identified, this was one of the odd parts, identified as Ken, Kenneth Schwald of California, is described as five feet five inches tall, 140 pounds with brown hair. Police received the report about 8.40 in the morning that Schwab was last seen on the night before, uh, about 8.30 p.m. A search of the vessel yielded negative results thus prompting the ship's security personnel to notify local authorities. The United States Coast Guard was notified and a marine maritime search was initiated. This, by the way, was from the Emerald Princess. The ship was slated to dock in Hilo. Detectives from the Area 1 Criminal Investigation Section responded to the scene at the Hilo port. Officers reviewed video footage taken uh, in the early morning hours from a camera positioned on the exterior of the ninth deck of the ship. The footage depicted a person believed to be Schwalb falling from the ship. 
based on the time of the video footage combined with the ship's coordinated coordinates, it was determined by the ship's captain that the vessel was approximately eight miles offshore Hilo when the incident occurred. I have not, in my knowledge, ever had an overboard situation where they've turned it into a missing person investigation um, like they think there's a possibility this guy could swim ashore. The, uh, this one just seems a little off me. Uh, and I don't know that we'll ever know the full story on this one either. So but that's what went on with, you know, technically a man overboard in Hawaii. Maybe he wanted to go put the fires out. I don't know. All right. Oh. We got to look at some weather. Nothing in the Atlantic Basin, thankfully, but this is in the Pacific. Fernanda strengthens into a major hurricane. That's the one in the middle there. At 11 o'clock Hawaii Standard Time, the central, uh, the center of Hurricane Fernanda was located 715 miles southwest of the tip of Ba, uh, moving toward the west about eight miles an hour. A general west to northwest motion is expected to continue with some increase in forward speed over the next few days. Maximum sustained winds are about 125 miles an hour with higher gusts. Fernanda is a category three hurricane on the uh, Sapphire-Simpson hurricane wind scale. Additional intensification is forecast over the next 12 to 18 hours with Fernanda forecast to become a category four storm sometime later today. Gradual weakening is expected to begin thereafter. Hurricane force winds extend outward about 25 miles from the center and tropical storm force winds extend outward about 70 miles. The estimated central pressure is 959 millibars. Okay. Further to the west is a depression strengthens into a tropical storm, Greg. This also was a summary at 11 o'clock uh, Hawaii time. The uh, location of Greg was about 1170 miles east-southeast of Hilo. Maximum sustained winds 40 miles per hour. Present movement is to the west at 13. Minimum pressure is 1,005. Greg will move into the Central Pacific Basin overnight. Recent satellite wind data indicates Winds have increased to about 40 miles an hour with higher gusts. Some slight additional strengthening is possible during the next couple of days. So we have to watch that one from Hawaii. Now back closer to home off the coast of southern Mexico, that's the big orange X, is a tropical wave that continues to produce a large area of disorganized showers and thunderstorms over the far eastern portion of the East Pacific. Environmental conditions appear conducive 
or development, and a tropical depression is expected to form in the next few days, while the system moves west-northwestward, roughly parallel to the coast of southern and southwestern Mexico. You're looking at a 40% chance of further development over the next 48 hours, but you're looking at 90% chance over the next seven days. So clearly, we got to watch this one. So far, there's no indication of any of the storms actually coming ashore. However, the one closest to uh, Central America down there, we'll have to watch closely as it easily could move into the on land in Mexico. All right, I'll be back with a couple more stories after a quick break from one of the network sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And the next story today, folks, should have taken that map off. Sorry about that. The next story today has to deal with Maui. The death toll now from the Maui wildfires has reached 96. And there are warnings that could climb further as people remain unaccounted for. The blaze that devastated the historic town of Lahaina is now the deadliest U.S. wildfire in over 100 years, with loss estimates approaching $6 billion. Hawaii Governor Josh Green said Hawaii officials are launching a formal review of the state's emergency response, including why it did not activate an extensive warning siren system. Additionally, a lawsuit filed against Hawaii's main electric provider alleges that power lines blown over by high winds during the hurricane of Dora led to the spread of the deadly Lahaina wildfire. However, an official cause of the fire has not yet been determined. NCL did follow suit and has... uh, taking the lead and announcing that it will temporarily suspend Maui as a port of call on its Hawaii cruises. Prior to the Maui Maui fire, Kalua was uh, their initial port of call after departing from Honolulu with scheduled stays on Sunday and Monday following the devastation caused by the Maui fires. Most cruise lines are expected to adjust their itineraries. And that led us to a problem with some folks that were on a Royal Caribbean ship. And I found this one sort of troubling, Uh, but Royal Caribbean has contacted guests about modifications to Hawaii cruise on Ovation of the Seas. The impacted cruise is on October the 6th, which was originally planned to be a nine-night Hawaii sailing from Vancouver to Honolulu. Due to the overwhelming uh, wildfires, Royal Caribbean decided that the October 6th sailing 
the itinerary would be modified. The crews departing from Vancouver at the end of the Alaska sailing season was originally to have called on Lahaina for an overnight visit on October 12th and 13th. This would have been the only port visit in Hawaii before the ship reached Honolulu on October 15th. So what did Royal Caribbean do? They changed the itinerary to include uh, a day in uh, Seattle and a day in Victoria and did nothing in Hawaii. Now, after the fact, we've learned that there wasn't anything they could do in Hawaii. The ports that could, many of the ports could not take the larger ship, which uh, this is. And the others were completely booked already. But they didn't say that. So everybody got all PO'd that they're taking everything out of Hawaii except landing in Honolulu. Maybe they should have tried to go into Honolulu, you know, a couple days earlier and just had time in Honolulu and nothing else. But they left everybody hanging and then all the guests got all bent out of shape. So finally, after everybody raced, holy hell, with Royal Caribbean, they decided to offer refunds instead of charging the 75% fee for canceling or Anyway, you can now cancel it, get your money back. It's just, I mean, you know, it's a situation that there's nobody is at fault. You know, it's not Royal Caribbean's fault that the fires destroyed Lahaina and Maui and make it say you can't, the cruises can't go there right now. Uh, It's not the fault of the people in Hawaii. It's not the fault of people on the ship. It's not anybody's fault. Now, I can understand that, you know, people want a tropical stop. But, and I think, definitely think Royal should have been more forthcoming with the total amount of problems that were happening with this one. But then that's just my sensible thinking. All right. So as a result of Asian of the Seas, probably going to end up with having next to nobody on board. By the way, here's another shot from Maui. It's just awful. Absolutely awful. All right, the next story today has to deal with Portuguese Navy. Portuguese Navy medevac, the 69-year-old passenger from the celebrity silhouette. The incident unfolded approximately 40 nautical miles southwest of Cabo Carriero near Peniche, Portugal, last week. Probably slaughtered that one, Dennis. The passenger was experiencing severe chest pain, prompting the need for urgent evacuation and medical attention on land. The Lisbon Maritime Search and Rescue Coordination Center swiftly responded to the rescue, demonstrating exceptional 
capabilities in handling such critical situations. Celebrity silhouette was en route from Southampton to Malaga, part of a 13-day round-trip Spain-Mediterranean cruise. The Portuguese Air Force aircraft was dispatched to the cruise ship to execute the medical evacuation. The aircraft transported transported the uh, ailing passenger to the military airport in Figo, Maduro, and transferred by ambulance to a hospital in Lisbon for medical attention. The same seamless rescue operation highlights the critical role of maritime search and rescue coordination and dedication to the Portuguese Navy in safeguarding lives at sea. So congratulations to them. Good job. And that leads us up to the last story of the day. Oh, I didn't. Sorry about that. All right, the last story of the day, folks. Boro Carnival Vista. This weekend, the Carnival Vista was on its way back to Galveston when it stopped dead still in the water. Guests were informed by the captain that there was a propulsion issue, but they could fix it in 30 to 45 minutes. Guests on board reported it took three hours. Finally, the Vista was underway, got back to Galveston two hours late, and the following cruise, this week's cruise, was delayed two hours in starting. The Carnival Vista has had propulsion issues, seems like nonstop, for several years. Um, They do have a dry dock planned uh, coming up in January for the Vista. And during that time, it's hoped that the propulsion issues will finally be fixed. But that's an issue that's plagued the Vista since 2016. You might remember they did a one-of-a-kind floating dry dock in 2019, and it's had numerous other call uh, delays on calls due to propulsion issues. So hopefully they'll finally get it fixed. Anyway, this week's cruise is back on its way, and so far is on schedule. Oral Carnival Vista. Man, can I ever get that sucker fixed? All right, that's it for the news today. Let's go see who's busting them in the chat room. Hi there, Tom is with us. Hey, Tom, Cindy's here. Hi, Cindy. I meant to use a picture of Cindy from the weekend. I'll have to do that for tomorrow. I got sidetracked this morning. I've, I've got some a picture of Cindy this weekend that I liked. I was going to put up today. All right, Mike is with us. I'm Mike. Steve's here out in Kentucky. Hey, Steve. Gretchen's here in Ohio. Nikki's here down in Jacksonville. There's Elizabeth on location. Buena Diaz, Chile, and the gang. After a cloudy weekend, we have sunshine today. It's probably going to be 108. Steve says these wildfires seem very strange. If it was a wildfire, how do boats in the water burst into flame? Well, apparently there's a lot of sparks 
I don't know. What can I say? Yeah, there's there's just there's I think there's a lot to learn from from this whole thing. Emily's with us, says hello to everyone. NCL gave fifty thousand dollars to Maui. Did Chili mention that? No, I did not mention that one. Actually, I didn't see that, as a matter of fact. So thank you, him. Steve, the flames were shooting out over the water, and that's how the boats caught fire. People who were out in the water were even getting stuck, struck by flames, from what I heard. Okay, thank you, Elizabeth. Uh, high winds and blowing sparks, yeah. Nothing is safe. All the cruise lines better donate. Oh, yeah. They all should pitch in to help out here. Cindy says, oh, no, I wonder which picture. I'll never tell till I show it. Y'all were having a good time. I just pointed it out. I saw some large donations made also by the airlines, 100,000. Good if it was Delta United. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. And quite frankly, I haven't looked at that end of the story at all. Um, but yeah, they all should. So hopefully they will. All right, guys, this is going to be a busy week for me. Uh, tomorrow I'll be dealing with Eva again. Hopefully they've gotten the approval. Everything's set. I and mean, I'd like to start promoting this the next hosted cruise in January before I leave. But <laughs> Gretchen wants to see that picture now. You gotta wait, because that'd take too long to go find it. Uh if I had it if I had it set and ready to jump in, I and I just I didn't go back and, and upload it. So I'll have it tomorrow, Gretch. All right, guys. That's going to wrap me up for today. Um, again, I'm slowly starting to get things in line for next week. I leave on Saturday. I have no idea on my schedule once I get up there. Uh, but we'll, we'll try to do something. I've, hopefully, I'll keep this, the time as close to normal as possible. But don't be surprised if the times get changed a little bit due to the fact of being, you know, five hours ahead of time. So my project today is to look at the weather up there and decide, am I taking a winter coat or not taking a winter coat? That is a good question. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. As always, I hope to see everybody back here tomorrow. Please hit that, that, uh, thumbs up button for me, the like button. That helps us out a lot. If you haven't subscribed, take this as my invitation to do so. The bell notification will let you know when I go live or when a new video is posted. We do a lot of both, and I'll be doing a lot of both in the next three weeks or so as well. So everybody have a fantastic day. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Think about cruising. Hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Have a fabulous day, everybody. See everybody tomorrow.
I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply.